Today's podcast is part two of two in our discussion on forgiveness. If you missed last week, you can pick it up on any of the podcast outlets, but this conversation does stand on its own, so feel free to enjoy this alone. Thanks very much. So you th- the you feel like obstinance is connected to white supremacy? I feel like that there is... I feel like that's universal. <laughs> I feel, I like, feel like, like... I feel You can go universal. I'm just going to say this example, because I, I agree with the universal part. I'll say that in this example, that came to my head immediately. And okay. I thought about writings by Baldwin and other people. It's like, what do you give up by saying, I'm sorry, let's redo this. What do you give up? What do you give up as a person who describes themselves as white? Because right now we're seeing a really interesting sort of, not even a backlash, but sort of a resurgence of a particular kind of exceptionalism. Or let's get back to American values. Let's, you know, all the sloganeering around make America great again, all this other nonsense. And I go, but what do you give up by constantly looking at a fabled past? What do you give up? You know, so th- those are the things I came up with this morning. With well, well one, one thing you give up is, is any, like, even, you know, the tiniest taste of hope is what you give up. Mm-hmm. Because for a lot of these people, there is no narrative to replace that. There is no, A, they don't, A, they, they are not, you know, if they are the beneficiaries of white supremacy, they do not feel that benefit. Right. They, I mean, they just, you know, they're either because their communities have been hollowed out economically, either mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. culturally they've been, you know, they've they've sort of been bumped to the back of the line. I'm not defending mm-hmm. any of those things like at all. In in some of the time, oh, I, didn't I think, think you were. Like, yes. I think it's, I think no, it's I bullshit anyway. For some of these people, I think they just are mad. And so like, it's just something, it's That's just a, a thing for That's them to, else. yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's pointing fingers at other, you know, at the, and you know, at, for, for issues that are their own. So, mm-hmm. but, uh, I, um, I do, you know, the, the Baldwin example, I, 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 these are all good examples and it's, it's manifestly clear to anyone that looks at the country that we have a significant problem with racial inequality. Like it's, it's manifestly clear. Like if you look at the distribution of wealth, if you look at cities, if you look at like, it's just abundantly clear that, that there's a persistent problem in this country. What I'm, what I'm (laughs) suggesting is that, we don't have a mechanism for remedying it, which is that is the most powerful mechanism, which is forgiveness. That is what actually that is what actually leads to healing inside of community inside of a, a larger community. I don't think people want to forget. I don't think that's where we're at as a country. I don't think we want to do that. I think we're mm. invested in retribution. I think secular progressives are invested in that as a story right now. So I think, so one one or two questions. I'm sorry, Seth, I know you might have something to say. Um, do you want to say it? Because I can no, just no, 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 hold okay, on no, my no, questions. No, 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 no. So I was wondering, one, Travis, do you see anything on the horizon that even looks like it's an indication of that kind of thing coming? And the other question I had was, I wanted to clarify this notion of retribution for me. I simply want someone to acknowledge that there was wrongdoing. I don't know if that's retribution. Uh, I think that's fair. Maybe, you know, maybe that's not retribution in, in all instances. I, 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 you know, that, that's fair. It's, it, 
I would still stand by my what I think is probably slightly more radical position, which I don't think forgiveness has anything to do with acknowledgement from the other person. I just mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't I do think that an apology and a recognition facilitates forgiveness. Absolutely. And and I would I would point back to sort of the more radical kind of um, theological arguments around that in Christianity and in other systems. Again, they have different language around it, but that you know the idea of like sort of radical sin, which is not something that anyone on this podcast subscribes to, but yet is a powerful mechanism for facilitating forgiveness. Because mm. it's a rupture that you can't ever say sorry enough about, like, sorry, I killed God. Like, like there's just no, like, you can't, mm. there is Nietzsche. no acknowledgement <laughs> that will ever suffice that crime. So, uh, of course, and so that is a, that's a powerful tool for leveraging um, social cohesion and allowing people that, that don't share sometimes even common interests to interact with each other in a more humane way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I see nothing like that for secular see anything on, the, on the horizon. No. And it's scared. And honestly, it, it, it scares mm-hmm. me for the, for the future of, of the planet, honestly, but I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I just mm-hmm. want to say, I, I can, I think I can paint up why this is happening, why secular progressive culture has moved away from that, sort of very churchified mm. uh, uh, understanding of, of forgiveness. Um, I think it's, it's because in the wake of the very powerful and uh, very accomplished civil, classic civil rights movement, right, which yeah, essentially culminated in the 60s legally with the passage of the Voting Rights Act, Fair Housing Act, and the Civil Rights mm-hmm. Act, right? Mm-hmm. I think 63, 64, and 68. Um, what's happened, I think, is that we've become both more sensitized, really as a nation, to the ways in which white supremacy has then moved on from essentially cloaking itself in um, this sort of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? In this sort of um, uh, legitimacy of the legal apparatus to policing and to other forms of uh, discrimination and oppression. So we become more sensitized. I don't think it's, I don't think it's happening anymore, but I think we've become more sensitized to police arbitrarily killing and brutalizing black people. Right. What's mm. happened is, I think, in our in 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 the minds of black people who have seen white supremacy essentially move on from the the uh, the courts and um, um, and from public accommodations in into the areas of policing black bodies we see there being no sort of gains from forgiveness. Mm. Like what happens when the police surround and beat a man essentially to a pulp, right? In in front of the view of of cameras and and they are 
brought it brought up on charges and then acquitted, it feels like there's you no precisely like right. this. There's it feel. I think what happens is black people feel like, well, it doesn't make sense to forgive because they're just going to do it again. See, I think you've described an aspect of the problem, but not the problem itself. So okay. I don't, I mean, when you look at the statistics, and I mean, it, and I'm happy to, to send those, like when you actually look at the statistics around policing, mm-hmm. the idea that the police are indiscriminately murdering black people is not real. That is not a real problem. But what is okay. a real problem, but, but what is a real problem, mm-hmm. what is a real problem is that the police are indiscriminately harassing black and brown bodies for sure. There are more contacts by police with black people in this country than any other racial demographic followed very closely behind by, you know, Hispanics, whatever, you know, darker skinned people. So that is a serious and real problem that has to be redressed and has serious consequences. Absolutely. It is a different problem than the police are murdering black people indiscriminately. And that is the story that we are using. And that story is because we are invested in not restoration, not forgiveness, but this kind of ginned up rhetoric of grievance and anger and retribution. Can you talk about the stats for a second? Because I really want to get what you're getting at. They're not indiscriminately killing black people. So I need to understand what you mean. Okay, so what I mean is the context of interactions between police, not just police going out and shooting people. Like, I want to know. Yeah, sorry. Actual, when you look at kind of the denominator, Mm -hmm. which is like the number of contacts that police have with people and in particular, black people in this country. When you look at the denominator, it is incredibly large. It is massive. It is a huge number. And when you look at the instances of police shootings, it is a very tiny number uh, relative to the denominator. But the way that the media talks about it is that every time the police stop someone that is not white, there is a very high chance that the police are going to murder that person. That is absolutely 1000% false. Well, here's what I don't understand how that relates to the forgiveness part of it, because we're talking about stats, but we're also talking about stats that are only recent stats. So I can't tell you, and you can't, you know, we can't tell how many black people have been killed by the police or by people who just felt like they wanted to lynch someone. So this is very new in terms of the stats. Okay. So, so this, this isn't, is a- this is, so this is very new. So I get what you're saying about, you know, the interactions and then the likelihood of you dying at the hands of police. But we, but we constantly hear things like they covered it up and we, then we discovered that someone was killed. So it's not simply just the stat itself and what you're saying. It's also, there are more context. There's more context that's needed to understand that. So these aren't, they may be. hmm? I just want to say, so the the reason I talked about that is because Seth had brought up the Mm -hmm. issue of uh, around white supremacy and violence around policing. And so, and and that's why, that's why I talked about that because I think that the mm-hmm. rhetoric around that is an example of how we do not have a mechanism for forgiveness. I, I okay. do. If you okay. want to take, 
if you want to talk, talk about it historically, well, well, we have to. And the only reason why I bring that up, because I think that it does impact how we understand forgiveness. I completely think it does, because it's in within families. It's very personal. Do you know what I mean? So it's like very, very on the body. I don't disagree with you in terms of how things are played out in the media. Absolutely not. And your really great example of as of recent was how um, COVID and um herd immunity and all of that, basically other ways of approaching the COVID-19 um, pandemic weren't, weren't covered by the news, the, um, the mainstream press. It was mainly stats. It was stats and death and stats and death and vaccines. So I really, I really appreciate that because, yeah, this, the media, it wasn't doing that. But, but I feel like it's a lot bigger than just those stats because earlier on years ago, a couple no, podcasts ago, you told me I don't leave... We were having an argument about it. It's like when I leave the house, I see a policeman. I I'm I I wonder, and I and you were like, no, you don't feel that. And I was like, well, of course I do, because <laughs> I'm feeling it. But I don't go out every day going, Did I I'm say going that? to you die. Don't feel that? No, you said bullshit. That's what you said, and I wrote that down uh, because I knew uh, that yeah, one yeah. day I wanted to approach it. And I was I like, think, I'm not sure what I you're saying I bullshit about, but I was like, that the you can't are know what they kill you, not the feeling. I would not, I I mean, I would if I said right. I Thank you. No, no, no. But see, that's don't. helpful. That's very okay. helpful. I'm so glad I brought that up because I misunderstood that because I was thinking, how could he know? And I didn't say anything after that because my brain kind of went. So this is very helpful. I'm going to murder right. him. No, yeah, no, no. I, I, I may not die what, at the I'll, head of a police, but that yeah. fear is there. Okay, and so yeah. that contributes to this idea of this notion of forgiveness. So, so this is what. So this is the point I wanted to make. I think, mm-hmm. I think we can stitch together the mm-hmm. sort of gap between um, um, what what Travis is presenting as evidence of uh, statistical evidence of right. um, not every interaction with police uh, between police and people of color, i.e., black people, being dangerous or or or, or ending in potential um, um, loss of life. And the other position, which is that historically this has happened, we don't have all the statistics on when these when these things have happened. Um, here's the thing: it's not really about the actuality; it's about the perception. And and I think so. Mm. So when we talk mm. about forgiveness, I think the point I was trying to make, and maybe I was doing this in a rather ham-handed way, is that the perceptions that I think is that we can't use the model of forgiveness to forward the cause of universal civil rights anymore because the violence um, doesn't, isn't, isn't mm. placated by forgiveness. It was during the civil rights movement because essentially the civil rights movement did this. It, it invited the violence and it said, look to the rest of the world, look at how yeah. deeply violent this system of segregation actually is. Look at what it costs everybody. Everybody. Right? Look what it costs everybody. And of course, under the weight of that constant social, economic, legal pressure, the system began to collapse in on itself, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What I think, I think, and I keep emphasizing this because I don't know, I'm really just trying to like make muddle my way through this, is that we don't think of that as a viable, we, black people, don't think of that as a viable model anymore because it doesn't, see, you show the violence to the world and to, uh, to uh, civil and uh, legal authorities and it doesn't make a difference anymore. It doesn't move the needle anymore. Like mm-hmm. you, can, you can see 
Laquan McDonald actually walking away from police gets shot down. And mm-hmm. and maybe he's a bad example because the guy who shot him in Chicago actually went to prison. He did. Um, I forget. Mm-hmm. J- Jason Miller? McMiller, anyway. Um, but you can... But there are several instances in which people are seemingly... Um, you know, video evidence shows us seemingly arbitrarily shoot and kill black men. But the same... But right? police do that to people. They just the news just doesn't report it. No, I agree. Just, no, they shoot. So white that happens to other people. No, I agree. But we're talking about perception. All I'm saying is that I know. perception yeah, yeah, is yeah. right. So, so if forgiveness doesn't move the needle, what's the point of forgiving? That's why. That's what I'm getting. Forgiveness at. has moved the needle. So, I, I want to actually go back. So, two things, but, and I, I will actually address that directly. So. Uh, if I said, which I believe you, because you have your your external memory is is uh, quite diligent and copious, Stephen. So, uh, <laughs> the, if, the external if, um, external memory, he yeah. means. <laughs> it's yeah. these little comp, mini composition books that I keep, yeah. thousands of that so, will go. In let me just say, up in the fire. If, yes. <laughs> in any way, shape, or form, my my saying bullshit. Uh, like I apologize for that unreservedly. Mm-hmm. I would never. Um, want to claim certainly not in in any kind of interpersonal relationship that what you were mm-hmm. feeling was bullshit that is definitely not what i meant or if i did mean that i was being a dick at that point <laughs> i apologize i mean it's well, possible it's not like i never you know, well here's so. an example of forgiveness i forgive you travis because <laughs> exactly. even when i heard it i was like he it couldn't he couldn't he couldn't possibly mean what he means because he doesn't know so right. there's an asterisk there and also just getting to know you over the years Absolutely. I, I didn't. I kept. I keep things like that because sometimes I need to brush them off and audition them again. Do you know and say, mm, "Sure, is yeah. this here? Do you know? Um, did I hear it right?" Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm, you know, in my more arrogant spaces, I know I'm right. You know, so. Yeah. But I'm glad, sure. and I didn't. Yeah. So thank you for. I appreciate your apology. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I the the perception though to go back to to Seth's thing. So, mm-hmm. but the perception is part of this that we don't have a mechanism for forgiving people. And the, mm-hmm. I, I, so let me, let me be as, as con- concrete as this. So I, I believe I have enough faith in people, right. Mm-hmm. In general, okay. that if the, if the subject was framed in such a way uh, around policing of, of non-white bodies and mm-hmm. the harassment that goes along with that kind of policing, because that is, I mean, there's lots of, I mean, there, there's lots of research around this. And it seems very clear that, you know, police snap their heads a little faster when, you know, they see, you know, black males in particular. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, the argument on the other side is like these are these disproportionately commit the crimes, uh, you know, these bodies disproportionately commit crimes or whatever. But that mm-hmm. itself is, is a legacy of of racism in this country, right? People, the reason these people aren't going to Harvard, you know, and going to college at the same rates is because, you know, it's been a hundred years since they were picking cotton. Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, it just like, it's obtuse to not see the connection there. So, but I do want to say, I, hold your thought, just hold your thought. Every time you say <laughs> it would be crazy for people not to understand, I mean, the evidence is there, I go, oh, Travis, <laughs> <laughs> Travis, this notion of truth you have. <laughs> I'm like, I'm listening. To, you read the news, you watch it as much as I do. People can take 
no, they don't want to see it. I mean, but anyway, so yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> I know that's true, but, but I'm saying, yeah. I think you can move the needle with that. I think you okay. can move the needle with, I don't think you need to distort the perception in this way. Like that's something that we can do something about. We can actually, we can change our police departments rather than like get rid of them altogether, which, you know, that's an, that's another topic altogether. But like, Again, the mechanism, mm. ha- what what mo- what motors that is forgiveness. Like, oh look, like the police are. You know, we've kind of not prepared people for this. We've we've not really done a very good job of training our police for this. We've not really done a very good job as a culture mm. for preparing ourselves to deal with this kind of complicated legacy. And like, we need to go a little bit easier on ourselves around. Like people's historical imaginations, as Stephen was just pointing out, aren't necessarily that fully trained. Like we've got to give people a little bit of space, like that, mm. you know, their their small town community that's been hollowed out and, you know, struck with an opioid epidemic. Like yeah. maybe they don't really have the emotional fuel very easily to see the, the legacy and history of racism. Let's Let's give them some space to do that. Now, I understand that that's aspirational, and I understand that that it it's not easy to do that, and maybe not even fully possible. But it seems to me like the many of us in our sort of elite social group, and I don't mean that economically; I mean that culturally, mm-hmm. aren't even like, aren't even in the business of attempting to do something like that. We are fully invested in pointing fingers and tearing people down and not creating any space for forgiveness. If you have a question, I don't need to throw another thing in, please. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Sorry, sorry, Travis. Sorry to interrupt. Or too complicated. Um, well, the two things I want to ask. Um, one is, and I'm really asking this question, I'm not just being provocative. What did the people who forgave Dylan Roof, what, did, what do they get out of that forgiveness? And, and that's one question. Mm. Um, and the other is, okay, we're, we're making this argument kind of one-sided and all about like progressive um, secular culture. But on the other side, what do conservative evangelical Christians get out of forgiving the rest of us for making Biden president? Like, is there a mechanism, <laughs> no, seriously, like, is there a mechanism there within their brand, their version of Christianity that allows them to see us as a viable part of the community that they want to build? Um, so what I think the the first group gets out of it is um, some very small Mm -hmm. ability to deal with what can't be dealt with. Mm. Like just, just the tiniest thing, you know, like their, their backpack's still heavy. It's still loaded down. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Tiniest bit lighter, just Mm -hmm. the tiniest bit doesn't give you but that tiny bit makes all the difference because it gives you space for all the other shit that's going to come down the pike in your life and everyone else's life around you 
Uh, cause it's not going to stop piling on. It's just, it's not going to stop like the, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. difficulty and loss and impermanence are, are just going to be with you until they're not. Mm-hmm. And if, if you, yes. if you work on not carrying as much stuff, it's mm-hmm. easier to bear it until the end. I, I would say that's what that community gets from it. As far as the second one, you are absolutely right to point that out. Seth, I, I think, you know, fuck them. I don't know. I mean, not really. I mean, like, obviously. I was like, so right. I was so right. I was like, what's Seth going to say? I mean, what is Travis going to say? Okay, he can say this and this. <laughs> fuck them. I can't do anything about it. <laughs> no, but, that, but that's a problem, right? Because I think that mm. if, 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 if forgiveness, and you may, you know, you may be right. I'm still mulling this over, but you may be right that forgiveness really has nothing to do with the wrongdoer. It may have nothing to do with them. Um, it may just be a way of freeing up the self to <laughs> have a life that is really less burdened by whatever they fucking did to you. Like, I mean, I think about that with my father and like having, mm-hmm. getting to the place where I could forgive my father for being um, abusive and mean and dismissive and contempt contemptuous towards me yeah like letting that go was about me it has it really does have nothing to do with him like it's about how am i going to live my life in such a way that i can take full advantage of all that's possible for me right and i can't if i'm carrying all of that shit around with me so you may be right about that. But go ahead, Stephen. Go ahead. There's two things I want to say very briefly. One is from this article, The Power of Forgiveness from Huffington Post. Anne Lamott, do you guys know who she is, a writer? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's, She's familiar, but I don't. She's yes. hilarious. And so one thing she said was, forgiveness is giving up all hope of having a, had a different past. Mm-hmm. And then there's another woman named jo, uh, Joan Borisenko, who said in an interview, you can forgive someone who wronged you and still call the police and testify in court. Mm-hmm. And I like both of those things. Absolutely. So, yeah, so sure. when you say, you know, you know, you, you for them to walk a little lighter, it, the forgiveness in their heart, I was like, absolutely. I think that's a wonderful way of putting it. Because it doesn't, I think people think forgiveness and makes you lighter in the way that you, um, that person, you no longer think about it or feel pain, right? Yeah. That's not it. No, yeah. it's something quite, no I think, way. quite radically different, you know? Mm-hmm. So anyhow, that's all. Yeah. Um, and honestly, in some ways, probably allows you to feel the pain in a more honest way. It's not, you know, it's not all tangled up with, uh, with anger. anger and like, and, and a to-do like list, right? Like, like retribution, it gives you a to-do list. Like you've got, like if you're if you're mad about something, if you've got to redress a grievance, like your to-do list is full every damn day. Mm-hmm. And you know, forgiveness, like you know, it shortens that list a little bit, and you can do things like just you know, mourn what's been lost, <sighs> and and find mm-hmm. love, right? Like and find yeah, and yeah. find friendships, and find mm-hmm. um, you, know, you definitely joy. have more ram. Yeah, you know, this space. is yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I think that this is a great topic. Um, I do think that yeah. maybe Seth, you'll probably Seth, you'll take us out, and then Stephen too, because I mean, I know Stephen has an appointment, so I want to be respectful of this time. Right. Right. Um, 
I do think that there's more to talk about here. I do think that <laughs> me we need too. To talk, yeah, I, I think we need to talk, get more into um, historically what mechanisms of forgiveness have been uh, pref- uh, been sort of dominant in our culture and how they've changed maybe in the last couple of generations. I think mm-hmm. they have, and I, I want to talk more about um, how they may have, or, or maybe they haven't. And then I want to talk about uh, the ways in which popular culture, uh, U.S. American popular culture, talks about forgiveness, if it does at all. Because I, I think mm. one of the things that you asserted, Travis, is that you don't see it anywhere in progressive popular in progressive secular culture. Okay, so where is it? At, where is it? Where is it visible at all? Among yes, us, right. That like that's that's a that's real a really question. question. Yeah. yeah. So let's let's get into that. Awesome. Uh, that sounds great, Stephen. Did you have anything you want to close with? Or? No. He, as usual, Seth is a good rapper upper. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, I will uh, uh, look forward to talking to you guys next week about that. Awesome. Right. Take, Take care. care.